Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Rough Cut Retrospective, a podcast that brings you movie and TV discussions amidst the apocalypse. I am one of your hosts, Jackson Meharan. Hello. Hi. Nice to be here. With me is my co-host. He's the eldest boy. It's Carter Sims. I'm the eldest boy. You're not, though. Classic. Hi, Jackson. <laughs> Hi. You're my disgusting brother, buddy. How are you? Oh, I love that. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It's going to be great. Uh, what are we doing, Jackson? What are we bonusing today? What are we doing? You know, yeah, we are around the time of the finales of Ted Lasso, Barry, and Secession. And we th- we thought, you know, maybe this deserves a bonus episode at least if we couldn't cram cram it into like all the other stuff we've been doing. So, uh, yeah, we're doing a bonus episode on the finales of our favorite shows that we've been watching. Yeah, a little Lasso, a little Barry, a little Succession. I can't wait. Should we just get into it, buddy? Let's just do it, man. Let's just do the thing. Um, I guess we'll just call this. That's just your opinion, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. As we review uh, three shows that we uh, we love dearly. Um, so we want to start. We want to start with Ted Lasso, since that's the one that perhaps is fresh on the brain for some of us. Sure. Really quick, I did want to just discuss like maybe like how your viewing experience was with like the week to week or like which show maybe turned out to be your favorite uh, yes. before we break them down. I'd love to. Um, I'll, I, as people probably know from listening to our regular episodes, you and I kind of would weekly be like, yep, we checked out Succession and Barry this week. Those were kind of um, weekly viewing for me. Mm-hmm except for the last weekend when I was out of town and couldn't watch the finales of Barry and succession on Sunday. And I had to wait a day. Um, But other than that, I was pretty religiously watching them when they came out uh, on uh, HBO max, rest in peace um, now (laughs) max. But uh, yeah, I was watching those religiously um, on Sunday nights. Lasso, as people probably know, I was a little late on the come up on, um, Mm -hmm. Because I just finished binging all of them literally this week. Um, And yeah, I don't really know why that was because Ted Lasso in season one and maybe this. Well, I'll 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 lead in that into that with our discussion of Ted Lasso. How about how about you? What was your viewing experience of all three of these shows? Yes. So we did a lot of binging to get caught up with Barry, which was really fun to do. And then like get to finish that out live. I feel like that's kind of the trend I've done for a lot of the HBO shows. Like I did that with Game of Thrones. So like, Mm -hmm. and I did it with Secession too. So like the binge into the last season and then just kind of like experiencing it with everyone has been really fun. I I did that with Ted Lasso too, I guess. Cause I think that's when I, I started watching after season two. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, like I, I enjoyed getting to half binge and get to do the, week to week i don't know which i prefer i think maybe for some of these shows like maybe with ted lasso binging is better i guess maybe or barry is maybe better for binging since it's like the 20 minute episodes and it's Mm -hmm. definitely like the shortest of the three now yeah um despite ted being uh like 30 minutes like for the past two seasons yes but um yeah i don't know i think the all of these shows did something that i did not expect which was like challenge the audience a little bit more uh, than what they want. I don't think this is like if you had to guess which one would would be like as predictable. I, I I don't know. Like I think maybe Ted Lasso was the most predictable, but even then, I think it took a lot of 
leaps of faith on on different approaches to their show. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a really cool uh, couple of final seasons for these where they really decided to take some risks. Yeah. And I will say, um, which we talk about a lot, just you and I about like casually about TV shows that I would say for the most part, all three of these shows did something really bold, which was like ending kind of early per se mm-hmm. when it comes to TV shows. Early which are kind of brave to kind of end early that like when they know that the story's wrapped up, they don't continue on. Um, so I think it was really cool that these shows just kind of knew this is the, the natural ending point and we're going to end it here. So I appreciate that about a show like breaking bad does that and, yeah. and shows like jump the shark game of Thrones, you know, historically did, a, did quite something in their final season. Um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so for the most part, I credit the showrunners and the writers uh, for doing that because I know these shows were popular and they could have lasted a long time, but I'm happy. Oh, that- they could, and some might do some spinoffs, but it's hard to say. But yes, but yes. yeah, they, I think they did good by it. Yeah. Um. But then I guess transitioning into Ted Lasso, um, season one, um, was a big binge for me during COVID, mm-hmm. and I have to say that. I mean, people have said this all the time. I think we said this when it came out, when we were doing the podcast, that that show came out at the perfect time in the perfect microchasm of just being the show filled filled with optimism in a really dark time. Um, So I loved season one. Season two, I know people were a little hit or miss on it. I thought it was fine. Um, did you feel? I, I think season. I think season one is the best one, but I do think yeah. season two has some of the best moments throughout the show. Yeah, I agree. And you know, for for better or worse, you know, some people kind of pushed back on on Nate's storyline uh, in season two. I was kind of, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the. I liked it too. I liked the turn in a show full of optimism that we kind of had this really dark turn of a character. Um, in do you Ted's, think they like paid like, it off well in season three? Um. Do you want to get into that now? Because no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I so a, curious. You, you've you've watched this very recently, like in the past couple of days. Yeah, and I have this. I have to say, I guess I can start with just a few overarching things that I think about it, and then I can toss to you to be the the lasso on the Ted Lasso to be maybe more a little positive about it. Uh-huh. Um, but I was just really frustrated with this season. Um, but this final season, it, it had its great moments, like Ted Lasso signature moments, like, like, uh, the Ted Lasso halftime speeches, pep talks, great Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, they had moments where Roy gives an impassioned speech about like that homophobic heckler in that one episode. Um, that's where the show like really shines when Mm -hmm. they have these little moments of, of, of optimism. I think out of the COVID bubble, the show has struggled a little bit. And I mm-hmm. don't know if that that's not a fault to the show. I think it's a fault to just the natural progression of viewers coming out of the COVID times and maybe expect a little more from the show. I guess I just expected the show to still carry all the emotional weight and optimism, but like land the plane in kind of a cohesive yeah. story. And I feel like it didn't really do that for me i felt like a bunch of these well, first of all i think the big problem is that ted lasso season one and two most of these episodes were like half an hour yeah and i think that's the biggest struggle too they yeah. like i don't know what if they just decided that they wanted to spend more time on like certain things or couldn't leave some of the stuff out but me and abby were talking about how like 
in season one and two, they would lay out an arc and it would like take a couple episodes to finish. It'd just be a couple bits there and there. Yeah. And they do that in this season too, like with Colin and him coming out and stuff. And I think that's Mm -hmm. like some of the strongest stuff that they're doing in the season. Totally. Um, but like a lot of it is just kind of rehash stories that we've kind of already done. Like we talked about the shut shut up and dribble like stuff from like season one, uh-huh. where like they boycott the the Dubai Air or whoever it was. Yeah, um, yeah. With with Sam and like that's a really good story. And I feel like he kind of just does that same arc again. Granted, like like uh, like they use their platform to talk on like a very serious like current climate political thing right now. Mm-hmm. So like I get it why they they did it but like they they resolved it in like one whole episode basically instead yeah. of spreading it out like they normally would it just doesn't feel as organic and like some of the stuff that they chose to spread out like i love keely as a character but she had like a oh. lot of screen time for like stuff that pan out to anything that was like super great like honestly like at the end where they showed her wanting to start the like women's team. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that from the beginning of this season or, or like halfway through or something. Yeah. Cause I thought that was really like a really cool angle to put her into, but uh, we didn't get that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Her story was probably the one I was most frustrated with other than Nate's, which we can get to. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. But like Keely's story. Yeah. It was just really frustrating because season two kind of propped her up to be this like girl boss who is very, does very well and is an adept adept at her job and mm-hmm. and then she hires like this model friend who's terrible and she keeps oh she on. doesn't even come back I no remembered <laughs> that doesn't yeah. pay off in any way no it doesn't i think i think i catched a glimpse of like her face was on a newspaper in the final shot where ted's like in gotcha. the airport or something i couldn't read it but yeah that doesn't come back to play at all she's just gone um and yeah we so i was just a little frustrated that we kept like kind of shitting on keely the whole season and i i yeah and i feel bad because like they break up her and roy which mm-hmm. i kind of saw coming um but yeah, they kind of like, teased that at the end this... of season two right there yeah. was a little tension and there totally and they get in so she gets into this new relationship with this woman which is cool mm-hmm. um but she's like jack is like this really shitty person and not a good partner and treats keely pretty poorly and then like they break up and then that's kind of it and it's like i don't know um not that she has to be with anybody she doesn't but yeah it it was just like a a strange and they do i will for their credit they kind of leave that the the season kind of on that note where she's not with anybody in particular right because yeah okay yeah we can get into my big complaint of the one of the parts of the finale which is i think please there's this moment where Roy and Jamie and their relationship through the whole season has been amazing. Like he's been coaching Jamie to be like, yeah, that's a strong athlete. And yeah. It's so it's maybe the best stuff of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause Jamie has just been such a joy this like, and I never would have thought like after the first one uh, that I'd like him so much, but he's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And they have this like plot where like Keely's nudes get leaked mm-hmm. and then Jamie like stands up and he's like, he, he's like, no, we shouldn't have this stuff on our phones or whatever. Or, like, and he and then he's also talking about how like he like apologizes to Keely because he doesn't know if it's hers or not. And like he, he feels yeah. really sorry and they have this heart to heart. And then in the final episode, him and Roy are like trying to beef it out like about who should be with Keely. Mm-hmm. And and granted, they don't end up with her, but the fact that they have Jamie write that like he brags about the video that got leaked being about him, yeah, was like so shitty to me in a way that just like did not feel 
it felt like it undid a lot of the progress that they did in the writing room with his character and he's a great actor and stuff. I, I, I don't know that, that, that really bothered me. Yeah. That's was kind of my general impression of the show as a whole, this, this season as a whole, because we've spent so much time with a lot of these characters building up to, for big payoff moments. Like I still think the mm-hmm. Ted Lasso stuff is actually the best part of the show in a show called mm-hmm. Ted Lasso, but we got so lost in that with all these other side stories and kind of mischaracterizing the characters we came to know. And that was a little, that was a little mm-hmm. frustrating for me. Um, and a, my big one is, is Nate, which I'd like to talk about. Um, okay. Yeah, do it. Um, so I think, so my, my big thing is that like big, like big moments of this season happen off screen. Um, yeah. And I'm a little, I was a little frustrated by that. Like Nate gets, fired or says he quits in between episodes. Um, and so that was a little frustrating. I would have loved to see like the moral, the moral quandaries of that. If he stood up to Rupert and quit, or if he was actually yeah. fired, we still don't really know. Um, but then Nate done all this shit and like, like leaked Ted last, like leaked Ted's like mental health problems to the press, you know, did all this shitty stuff. And the show like spun it as Nate needed like to learn to love himself and play yeah. the violin and then open up about his with his dad as opposed Which to like, isn't to say i didn't hate that stuff i actually liked that about him but it wasn't like enough to justify his arc or anything yeah like as opposed to him realizing that he was kind of an abusive person or abusive presence a little mm-hmm. bit um and then they there's like this bizarre love story with like this emotionless waitress who kind of goes out with nate i actually liked her I mean, I don't know why she was with him other than like taking pity on him after he saw the model leave him at the restaurant. It's like the only other woman character that's yeah. yeah it's just like the only other woman character that's been established that they could do reason. I don't know if they planned that from the beginning. Yeah. Um. But then like, and then Richmond spends like an entire episode after watching Nate rip up the believe sign, uh, beating the living hell out of his team, getting thrown out of the game. And then, like, two of them show up to the restaurant just to offer him a spot back with the team. And Yeah, we definitely miss a lot of conversations. Yeah, and, like, it's even so if weird. you buy into people, you know, even if you buy into believing, like, the Ted's, Ted's motto of second chances, there's still, like, there was a moment where we missed where the team would at least discuss that. And yeah. I think there were just gaps in there, because I'm all about, like, the optimism of Ted Lasso, but I, I need to see a discussion about it. And like, and then I don't know. I mean, we didn't even see the tough conversation that like Ted would have had with the team saying he was leaving. Didn't see the conversation yeah. he had with Rebecca saying he was leaving. Those are moments I want to see, you know, in the show. Yeah, we just saw like the night out. It is so weird because like, I, was that the season finale where like we see them like walking out of like Rebecca's bedroom and it's like, what did they just like hook up or something? Oh, yeah, at the like, beginning of the finale and they try to. Yeah. Like, and then, it, then they're just like, oh, yeah. So anyway, it's about that conversation that we had. It's like, oh, like, yeah, I don't, know. Like, drop I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. It was a little frustrating. But but yeah, just the next stuff was a little frustrating. And I I really didn't appreciate that we were playing the same one note with all these characters trauma stemming from their dads. Um, that is true. It happened I mean, with Ted happened with Jamie happened with Nate. Like it's all would connect back to their fathers. And it was a little, can we find nothing else? I don't know. Everybody, uh, but like Roy and 
Rebecca has mom issues, so there's yes, that. Yes. <laughs> but, but I get it though, because yeah. like so much of it, like the moral quandary for Ted is like, am I doing this to my son now? And like, should I go back? Right. Which I think I think the themes of fatherhood in this season have to be especially prevalent. Yes. Um whenever you're doing like the farewell stuff, because you have to justify it with he needs to be a dad. Yeah. And again, I think that's the strongest the the lasso part of it all is the strongest part of this series and this season. Mm-hmm. And I just wish we got more of that instead of spending time with other side characters that we don't really need to f- flesh out per yeah. se. And I think that's just because of the runtime. I also think it's a big part of it. I didn't realize this until I kind of did some research that like Bill Lawrence, who like is kind of the showrunner and, you know, did scrubs and, and spin city yeah. things like that successful TV shows was like doing double time with like this and shrinking at the same time. So I feel like if you didn't have a showrunner there giving his full, a showrunner with experience giving his full weight and to know how to produce and run a television show is may have hurt them in a little bit in terms of just some of it felt overstuffed to me. I I thought the biggest, most distracting issues, because I, like I said, I did like expanding the the stories of the side characters because uh naturally when you have someone come in for two seasons and inspire everybody, you don't want to see him inspire them again. You want to see them like go out and inspire others and sure. like, show yeah. how they've grown and stuff. I think that works really well. Uh-huh. I, what I think like distracted me the most was one, the pacing, but two, yeah. the comedy made, it felt like they were writing their characters to be so much stupider. Yeah. Than they were for the sake of the joke for the sake of a bit that mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like some of the jokes I thought were just like really ham fisted and taking away from like any of the emotional stuff we were just dealing with. Yeah, there was some, yeah, there was some tough stuff. Uh, One scene in particular, just because I remembered watching it recently is when um, Sam Richardson's character comes back, the guy who's like trying to start the super football league. Uh-huh. And he, t- he tells some some guy to go. Actually, they use this bit quite a few times where they don't understand that you have to pull the door instead of pushing it. Um, yeah, that was weird. That happened in that room where they tell a guy to leave because he's like Russian and affiliated with Russia. Ha ha. Wink, wink. And then Nate continues to do that also at the restaurant. It's like they. Yeah. It's like a weird bit. Yeah. Yeah. They just kept going to that. It, it just reached the point where like. The things that were endearing that I love the show about, which were just like Ted Lasso's one-liner witticisms, pop culture references, Mm -hmm. they just kind of felt like hedged in at this point. And it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which was upsetting, which was what I liked about the character originally. And I feel like a lot of like the absurdity of Ted comes from like first impressions of him. Yeah. So like by season three, I don't know if we need like all of these jokes and gags. I think we can like, everybody's really comfortable with each other. I, I don't necessarily think that stuff is like super important to the story. Yeah. And which is, which is great. The fish out of water concept is great until the fish is no longer out of the water and is fully in the tank. And I guess I the air now. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess I give the show credit for ending it. Maybe knowing that, but I feel like they, they left some things ambiguous and I don't know if that was to leave open the possibility of spinoffs in this universe. Yeah. Or, or to just, I don't know, poor writing and not wanting to close the loop. I don't know. Um, Speaking of uh, just like the endings, you want to just like discuss like sure. how like where how we feel about each person's like where they left off kind of 
Thanks. Yeah. So I think we like we like Ted's. We like him going home. I think. Yeah, I like Ted's. Other than I still don't know where Doctor Jacob is in this scenario. I know he, he was, sucks. I know he's he sucks and is like really like downplaying the game when they're watching it. And I know they kind of had a when they came back from Paris, they looked a little icy to each other. Him and Michelle, uh, mm-hmm. Ted's wife uh, or ex-wife. But I don't know what the situation is. Like, are they moving back in together? Is Dr. Jacob out of the picture? Is that implied? Oh, I I, I did not get the idea that they're like, I think they're just going to co-parent is what yeah. I assumed. So, yeah. So um, I, I don't really know what, but I, but I love that. Yeah. I loved his through line. They, they landed the plane, no pun intended on, on Ted's storyline, I think. So yeah. I think that was good. Got in that doctor, like dating his ex patient. Like that's so. That's fucked. Unethical. That's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, so unethical. Rough. Um, I really like where uh Roy ends with like him becoming the coach. Mm-hmm. Love that. I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, Nate becoming an assistant coach feels good. I think. Yeah, I just if there was just enough leg, if there was leg work before where I saw those scenes that I was missing, then that redemption arc would have felt a little stronger to me. But yeah, it definitely like now that you mention it, it definitely was like like tell don't show kind of moments for for his arc which they set up for all of season two just yeah. to like really quickly undo so like yeah. <laughs> keely could i don't know fail as a pr person yeah which is i don't want that for her either make her good like it doesn't need to be a whole thing yeah I she don't just know. kept getting the shit beat out of her I love every storyline and i love that character yeah i love she's, juno she's temple a f- super fun actress and like her character is really fun I don't know. Ugh, I don't know. I kind of wanted her to get back with Jamie. Not that it matters, but like, yeah, I, like, I could see that. Could They're see really that building that. Really building that out. I also didn't love when like she was like she didn't answer like Rebecca's call and she was making out with with Jack. Like that just also didn't feel true to her character and that relationship they had. That was a fresh. That, but I still love that relationship between those two. But yeah, Keely's storyline really frustrated me throughout the, the yeah. season. Felt like a throwaway. But yeah. Yeah, I I love like I said I do love that she's like ended up with like this new project that seems like really cool and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and love the girls um, soccer league too. Yeah. Yes, I think that's so fun yeah. and and would be like the logical move going forward for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Roy as coach, I really like Beard as uh, assistant coach was fun. I kind of I don't know how I feel about the bit of him like trying to get off the plane. Like that was like a little bit weird. His appendix, Jackson. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> And then it had some of the worst recent green screen I've seen oh, in a God. long time uh, <laughs> yeah. at their wedding at Stonehenge, which I don't know why they wouldn't just like, you can shoot that on location probably. You're Apple TV. I bet you could do that. Have you um, but, have you seen this theory going around, Jackson, about that, about all this? Oh, no. What is it? There, that like right when we see where all these people have ended up, I think it's a, a BS theory, but... um. Right where we see all these people ended up, Ted wakes up from the plane trip. So people think uh-huh. that this was all in Ted's, like Ted dreamt this, this up because Ted's not at Coach Beard's wedding, which seems a little odd, you know? That does seem really odd. So it's like that maybe you can, people are arguing that that was a dream sequence at Stonehenge that he was dreaming, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't really believe in the theory of just, oh, it was all a dream. So I, even if it was all a dream, it looked like shit. And you it, did it, look look like shit. it did look like shit. It did look like shit. It looked so bad. Um, really rough yeah i will say though with beard his whenever he told nate about his backstory about being on drugs and like getting helped out by ted like multiple times and he didn't deserve it 
was yeah. such a surprisingly great moment that Ted yeah. Lasso like is so good at delivering. That worked. And yep. oh, it was it worked really well. Yeah. Um Rebecca, I really liked of her giving like 49% away to the fans. Yes. That felt really great. What did you think about this the the Amsterdam pilot girl? Okay, payoff? I I kind of like it. Okay. Um I'm on board. I loved the episode where they're flirting. Like it's like it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um it feels like a rom-com in, in one episode, which is super neat. Yeah. And yeah, I I I mean, I guess like it would be just as fine if they didn't end up together. But like getting to see like the flash forwards of them like all showing up to a party together and like hugging Keely and stuff. I I really liked that. That the barbecue, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Um who else do we have? I'm trying to think. Um, Higgins didn't really have like a giant moment at the end, which is fine. Trent's no, was, book I thought yeah. was cool. Oh yeah, I gotta I had to say I loved but, Trent Krim. Um I just yeah, loved his love presence him. there, the re- his regular presence with the guys and the in the Diamond Dogs. I, I really enjoyed just him being there and also being like the confidant for Colin at the gay bar. Yeah, um, yeah. I really I, liked I the Colin that. stuff. I thought it was pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, and with Trent, I, I don't know if you said this or somebody else said this. Maybe it was Jeff was talking about how like it felt like there should have been like Trent narrating with some of the book in the finale. And I mm. agree. Yeah. Like it was such like a plot point. Like it feels weird to not talk. I don't know. Like that was just like kind of strange to me, but fair. But yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other characters. Sam's restaurants going strong. Um, Zava's got his avocado farm. Uh, I did not like Zava. We did not need him. <laughs> just, just another, just another like big idea that they introduced and was just kind of dropped. Um, yeah. And then we were reminded of him when you sent them an avocado just so they could have the, the payoff of one. saying holy guacamole. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason that <laughs> whole bit was written so that could happen. But, you know, teach their own. Shout out the writers. The uh, Zero versus uh, oh, oh, what's his Van name? Dam. Yes, Van Dam. And who is, why can't I think of his name? His the guy who killed name? the dog. Oh, John Wick? No, what? <laughs> what's going Remember on? Remember the guy who's happy-go-lucky football his life. I can't think. Of oh, Danny. Right yeah, Danny. Danny. Yes, yeah. and like their funny like feud that they had in like the last oh, yeah. couple episodes. The international was so episode. good. Yeah, that was fun. I love yeah. Danny as well. He breaks his nose. Yeah, all the players so are fun. Are fun. He needs to be like a like a like a big franchise actor. I think because I really enjoyed him. Remember when he shows up in uh, the stinger of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with Tom Hardy's Venom? He's uh, he's the bartender at whatever beach he's Is at. Is he really? Yeah, <gasps> that's Danny Rojas, baby. So yeah, oh, he's, on, he's on his way. He's in the MCU. <laughs> so, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, all in all, Ted Lasso, I, I did enjoy my time. Some parts were rough. But still, this moment, this show had emotional moments and beats that mm-hmm. that did make me emotional and 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 were effective for me. Yeah. Um. So, all in all, I remember my time with Ted Lasso well. Um. Uh, what about you? How do you feel about it all? Yeah, I look back fondly on this. I think I it is such a weird choice to make the episodes three times as long, or yeah. at least twice as long, because uh, yeah. sometimes the episodes are longer too. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The season is definitely the worst one. I do really like the Amsterdam episode. Sunflowers. That one's really fun. Yeah. yeah. 
And so I, like, I, I, don't know. I think some of the, some of the best moments in this are like, like top tier Ted Lasso moments. They're mm-hmm. just like overall, just not my favorite season. Yeah, I think the strong point of the season for me was the penultimate episode where Ted's mom comes. Um, I thought all that stuff was really strong. Their their dynamic between the two of them. Yeah, and that and you see like Jamie go to his mom and like yeah Jamie's bedroom, and you get to see both the posters of Roy and Keeley. <laughs> Keeley. Yeah, and then yeah, they're they're confrontation at the end of that episode where he like is telling his mom fuck you for for hiding it away all these years and not talking to me about it yeah i thought all that was really strong and kind of got to the crux of it was really strong where we were going so so yeah farewell ted lasso so long farewell oh remember that dance number barbecue sauce that was so good i did really like that yeah that was good (sighs) and so i guess i do want to say really quick like all the the season finale definitely did like a lot of homages to the first episode which was really fun too Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I liked it. Fly high, songbird. Fly high. Unless we get all these spinoffs. Who's to say? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want spinoffs. Let it be. Let it rest. It was great. We'll sit with it for a while. Because again, still writer strike, still going on. So we'll be a while until we see anything. Yeah. So, so yeah, awesome. Uh, what do you want to go to now? Let's do Barry next. Batty, Batty, Batty. So, um. Was that your Noho Hank impression? Yeah, that was. That was my Chris. That was my Noho Hank. Was that was good? really good. Body. Um, that was good. So, you and I differed on this show just in terms of our viewing because I started watching this when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. So all the way back in college, I started this. Um, I think Davey and I started watching it together, and I watched the first season, and then I watched the second season, and I was like, "This is the best show on television." Um, best comedy on television, I think, and mm-hmm. and yeah, so I kind of just I followed this as it went, which I haven't done in a long time. Where I start with a show when it comes out, I usually catch up onto something later, which I did with Succession. Also, I kind of caught up with that after season one yeah. came out when I came into that. But Barry, I kind of came into naturally just because of my love for Bill Hader, um, and mm-hmm. anything he does. And after this series and the season i can't wait to see what he does next but um but yeah what was next like he's doing like a horror project next right yeah i think that's what he's got up next but again writer strike going on right now so nothing happening yet but um i think that's his next project but but yeah what did you think of your journey with barry because you kind of caught up with it in in a quick amount of time yeah we binged the first three seasons in like two weeks maybe like it was so fast the episodes are like 20 minutes and there's only like eight or ten max like it's a quick yeah uh, binge yes. which i really enjoyed um and this show season four is really challenging the audience in a way that i did not expect you weren't kidding because you got to the episode that was like really weird before i was fully caught up mm-hmm. of just like this gigantic time jump in the middle of the season yes that is such a, a strange, or is it in the beginning of the season? I actually don't remember. No, I think it's um like episode six because this final season had nine episodes or eight episodes. I think it was episode yeah. six. Um, it was where so the odd. time jump happens and and it happened in a way to where I was just waiting for like the fantasy to be over. Like I like because he yeah. has all these fantasies in the first couple seasons, mm-hmm. and like it just none of it felt real at all. Yeah, I don't know, it was just very very strange the first time it happened and then like the time jump 
I, I don't know. Like, I guess like logically it makes sense to like make a movie about the thing that happened in the show. Cause like they're <laughs> actors and like, yeah. it, it's like a very meta way of, of talking about what they're talking about. But I don't know. It, it was definitely like way different. Like they didn't even play the theme song for this season, which is crazy. But <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those shows. It's unlike any show I think I've ever watched where it's like very much like be, started as something completely different in the first two seasons where it was just a really, it was a really funny show that had dramatic moments and had really, yeah, it was like a dark comedy. And then it just became like very melodramatic and sad and serious. And yeah. Like, oh man. It became like an all tourist. It became more like I would show up to episodes more. So just seeing all the shots and the cinematography more than the story. Yeah is what it turned mm-hmm. into for me in season four. Not to say that the the narrative was lessened by it, but I was just more interested in like, because Bill Hader directed every episode in this final season. Really? I, wow. Yeah. And wow. so I was just like, came into each one going like, what move is he going to do next in this, in the show? And there were some incredible shots that like only you, you like only people that are like, you watch it like a can film festival. Some of these mm-hmm. like, things and these motifs and and all these messages and underpinnings. And yeah, it's one of them are most difficult shows. I think you can watch as you go forward because it completely morphs into a different show. Like you, you just have to trust that you're in good hands with the the showrunners and the creators and in Bill Hader, I trust, I don't think he's made something with his hands on. I don't think has been, made poorly like that he's been a creative mind around i'm just so excited to see what's next but i really want to hear like a commentary over this season's like this season specifically because i'm sure there's like so much to like get into about like the specifics of why they took it in this direction and like what they were trying to elicit with like the religious like 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 the religious aspect of it to like the yeah i don't know like to the um, true crime commentary of like glorifying like the murders and stuff. like I feel like there's so many layers to this. I really just want to hear like Bill Hader go in depth of like what his method was for this I, season. I will shout out another podcast on this podcast since we're here. Um, the Prestige TV podcast um, mm. on the Ringer Podcast Network. Every week until the writer strike happened, I think so. I think they have up until episode six, I think, where the time jump happens. Every week, Bill Hader would come on and talk about each episode after the show, <gasps> no came, after the episode came oh. out. And and I think they did it for season three also. So you can go dive into that if you're out there. I will have to like then. Bill Hader talk about like shots and where the stories are going and all the characterizations. It's really fascinating stuff. Um, And and yeah, so unfortunately, because the ones I'm most interested in are like the finale and things like that. But due to the writer's strike, they're kind of as an agreeance that they're not talking to anybody doing any interviews yeah things like that um but eventually i'd love to hear him talk about it because i just love the cynicism at the end of this and like it's so it's so wild like who we trust to tell the stories of people and just take it with a grain of salt like him watching the movie of his dad that's completely inaccurate and and just bad like it's not even like bad yeah. And, and like and like Hater is throwing in all these little nuggets of like this is what's shitty about the entertainment and film and television industry yeah. along the way. Like Sally's show, the algorithm, like all 
all these all these things going going forward and 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 yeah just to, it all culminate in in this and and people are like bill Hader should direct an mcu movie and i was like did you watch barry come like, on he has no interest <laughs> no. in doing that and that's completely making fun of everything that it, that's propped up on so i just thought it was a really fascinating finale and a really dark ending to what started off as just a assassin who wanted to go take a- acting lessons and yeah honestly you know what it makes me want to i really wish he signs up with like jordan peele's studio oh, and like great. just becomes like an auteur for them because i can't think of a better combination of of like Humor. comedic creatives who have turned into like some serious dramatic directors yeah it's oh it's great that'd stuff. be awesome uh, that would be great yeah yeah like the final episode is yeah. so wild first of all in the season like bill bill Hader uh barry i guess uh gets arrested and which was not something i expected to happen so early in the season uh-huh. which was really strange for me because like you know watching breaking bad you're like all right at the last episode he'll get arrested and yeah that'll be it um and like so to see him in prison and like his relationship with fuchs and then he escapes and then he's just in the middle of nowhere for how much time has passed? Like eight years? Like at least they do the time jump? Yeah, because he has a kid and he's he has a kid. Seven or eight looks years old. older than eight, but I think they say he's eight. Yeah. Um, and then it, you find out he's like this really weird, like like evangelicalist, like like super yeah. interesting take on Christianity that I've never seen. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's Trick, just like tricky uh, legacies. I just love him watching Abraham Lincoln YouTube videos and just pulling out little. He's just like me for real, <laughs> just hyper fixating on a topic and then bringing more little snippets of info to the table. Got it. <laughs> whenever, whenever he does it, he's like, you know, Abraham Lincoln wasn't so good of a guy, actually. And <laughs> tricky legacy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, then you have that amazing moment where like his son like wants to go play baseball and he like shows him the clips of like all these kids like almost like dying. dying. Baseball. <laughs> it's and great. he's just like clearly overcorrecting from like him being a murderer to like uh-huh. my kid can't see the sunlight now. Yeah. Um which is crazy. And like the fact that uh oh my gosh, I can never remember her name for some reason. Sally. Sally. Yeah, yeah. for some reason Sally like couldn't like like she went along with it because she killed a guy in self-defense was like kind of crazy and like she's just like even more trapped and in, in the same way that like she was in other relationships but it's like way more crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her story was her storyline was fascinating. It was the most one that evolved. Like they all these characters evolved really well and and naturally and it was and yeah, just see, just buried, just try to over overcompensate by being like, oh yeah, no, I'm gonna be saved because I listened to all these podcasts about you know murder's bad, but unless it's justified, an eye for an eye. Yeah, and he, he's like listening to it, and he's like, all right, we're good to go, and he like walks in. <laughs> yeah, it's so wild too. Like the the penultimate episode leaves with like it ends with like Barry getting the call, like oh I have to go fight both of these guys and save my family. Yes, and like you're like all right, this is what the finale is going to be. And instead, that's settled. The family escapes. Fuchs forgives Barry because, like, Fuchs is his dad. Like, it is like a fatherly forgiveness, like, uh-huh. live and let live yeah. kind of way. And then you have this really interesting dynamic between Barry and who he thought was his father figure in Kusino. Uh, yeah. And he goes 
and he wants to apologize. He wants to turn himself in, but not immediately after Sally tells him to. <laughs> yes. Um, and then you have this scene that's so tense because you think Gene is going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. You hear the gun go off, and then you just look down at Barry, and he's been shot. And he's sitting on the seat, and he just goes, oh, wow. And then Gene kills him, like shoots him in the head. Yeah. And I have not been that shocked by television in a long time. I don't yeah. know about you. That was crazy to me. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't really imagining a world where either Barry or Cousineau kind of took the fall or died. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I was just really shocked how it, it, it went. And then there was still like 10 or 15 minutes left in this finale where we do even a bigger time jump and see the kid from it be his son. Yeah. And, and yeah, and see Gene is in jail for like a lifetime sentence or something. And and yeah, and Barry's remembered as a hero. It's just, it was yeah. really crazy. And I got to shout out Noho Hank because he also had a a really tragic ending where he just was holding the the statue hand of his of his lover Cristobal Cristobal who gave him his empire and and yeah I love where everyone landed um incredible shots incredible Fred Armisen cameo in this season by the way just want to shout that out of <laughs> um, the guy trying to miss this guy's here to kill me I think and then he like he like shoots off his hand or something yeah incredible sequence um. So yeah, I just felt like it landed the plane. I don't think we're gonna see a show like this, ever, maybe ever again. Ever. I just feel like it was so. <laughs> it's so weirdly meta when yeah. it didn't have to be. Yeah, and yeah, and like they always like there were times where this show got really really dark and was just like a drama for a bit, but it always came back unapologetically to just like funny bits where like Fuchs is nicknaming people in the prison. He's the Raven. Yes. He's given people nicknames. And so I meant to bring this up. This is actually like to me the difference between Barry and Ted Lasso, amongst many other things. But like the bits <laughs> yeah. that they write in Barry, I feel like work way better than and come more organically somehow than like the bits in Ted Lasso. Because I feel like yeah. with Barry, they're like very real like things that would happen of like mm-hmm. I don't know, just like weird everyday, like, oh, this is kind of amusing. Let's turn this into like a whole thing. Yeah. I don't know, they just work really well. Or like, like they'll go over the top in a way that's so funny. Like they shoot a rocket launcher at Fuchs's place and they're like, all right, where's the other one? They're like, we only brought the one rocket. And it's just you the, told us to this cut back. one shot of them running away. And it's so good. Or and like then, whenever whenever Noho Hank is like like being like, Oh, I really like you, your hitman. And like he keeps opening the boxes of heads and he's just like Why oh, do I keep opening dude. these? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's so good. It's and yeah, and even like even these funny bits, I you just reminded me when the, of the rocket launcher moment. Like uh-huh. these funny bits are hilarious, but also they're just staged incredibly well. That's a one shot. Like they yeah. they they shoot the rocket, they and then that phone the phone call that he calls Fuchs in the car, and he's like, "You killed my driver," and he jumps over the wall, and you hear him <laughs> fall. It's just these bits are so funny, and they're just choreographed so well and shot so well that they're elevated, and it's. It's just great stuff. And I just think back to like Ronnie Lilly episode where I think where I was like, oh, the show is amazing. The episode where like the little girls climbing up rooftops and on the tree and stuff like that. Yes. Like that's where I was like, wow, this show can really just do anything and it still works. And it can be just so absurd that it still works and is true to the narrative and the story of these characters. So yeah, I'm going to miss Barry too. Um, very much so. I loved this show, and I, I'm just really having the realization that I need a new show, and I don't know what to do. So, I'm yeah, I'm debating that too. <laughs> struggling to hard, start. but 
but yeah. Uh, what are your thought, final thoughts on Barry? It was great. I don't, I don't have a ton of final thoughts other than like, holy cow, I did not expect it to end how it did. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just but excited. It, it, it did so perfectly. Yeah. And again, I think we're both really, really excited to talk about future Bill Hader projects when they happen. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Because damn, that's yeah. going to be fun. I think that man will win yeah, an think... Oscar someday, which will be exciting. Oh, absolutely. I could see him getting like all like an EGOT probably, right? Yeah. I'm sure he'd do theater at some point. You could do I'm theater. sure he could write a song with Lonely Island. It could oh, work out. Oh, a Lonely Island Broadway musical? Let's go. You just oh, that would actually be so sick. You've done something here. You've I like it. <laughs> you started something. Oh man. But yeah. The South Park um, guys can do it. I feel like the oh, Lonely yeah. Island guy is good. And they oh, could bring yeah. Bill Hader there too. Why not? You can easily win a Grammy too. I mean, you just like a spoken word album comedy thing. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. You could write they something. Can do that. Amazing. Um, cool. Um, final HBO topic of the day in a in succession, Jackson. Um, so when did you start? Did you binge this too, or or how did this? This one is one. Go? This is one where like we'd binge a season and we'd be like, that was exhausting, and we'd take like a month break and be like, oh, we really need to get back onto it. And then it is a grueling. Like, this is yeah. great. It, it's this is the hardest one to binge, I think. Yeah, just in uh, terms just of by the fact that and length and source material just content, being like, <laughs> and like I'm gonna be real. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, "This is maybe the biggest show that people watch and love that also do not understand what's going on half the time." And like, yeah, oh, yeah. like sometimes yeah. the the jargon is too much for me, but I still like it. I'm still there. I'm in. The yeah, scene, but it's like one of those shows. I say this with like legal dramas too, or, or like medical dramas. Like I don't understand what's going on. In terms of the the words or the corporate dealings that you're talking about, but yeah. man, am I along for the ride just because of the shenanigans and and things that go along with it, and the power struggle. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna be bold here, Jackson, and say that okay. since Breaking Bad, I think this is the best show I've seen. Um, wow. Yeah, I loved Succession very much. Um, and it was fun because. I can't think of a show, at least in recent memory, where both myself and my dad were watching at the same time. <laughs> so we Fair. would like text each other and like we were together for episode three uh, of this season when uh when Logan dies. And yeah. that was the only time I was like with him um watching the show. And man, what, what an a episode. episode too. Yeah, I know. Um but yeah, I thought that Succession was, it started off as something, for the most part, it stayed pretty true to what it began as, which were just a yeah. bunch of of kids who were just grappling for power from their power-hungry dad and from their power-hungry kids. And it was just a show of kind of generational trauma and um, not just like Succession in the workplace, but like what we inherit, what we inherit from passing down from our parents also. Yeah, um, so I really loved that, that layer. I loved the absolutely cynic, like parody of certain aspects of our culture, like the election mm-hmm. and, and, and big media properties like Disney, the Murdochs, the Murdochs, <laughs> Disney, Living Plus, God, Living Plus. Jeez, um, that was so dark. Yeah. Um, all of this stuff, like 
it really this really landed the plane, especially in the finale, uh, in the season finale, a series mm-hmm. finale. Um, remarkable performances. I think of everything. I think of all the shows we've talked about today. This has the best performances. I think, um, at least in my book. Yeah, like, everyone so. is bad besides Barry. Yeah, as Barry. Yes. Yeah. Bill yeah. Hader's amazing. Um, but yeah, this series really landed the plane. Um, just something where like when I was done with the show, it felt like for this whole time I was watching the wrong show where like we were rooting for these kids for some reason. I don't know why we were. We were rooting for these kids to like usurp Logan Roy. Mm-hmm. But then by the end of that, you're like, was Logan right? Are these guys not serious people and they can't do yeah. this? Like then you sit there and you're like, whoa this show just did something crazy but um yeah but yeah that's where i kind of stand with it what about what about you your general overall thoughts with the the show or the or the season finale i definitely think this season was like the strongest one which is not usually how like a last season will not usually do that for me yeah um i think besides the moment of like kendall like almost having it and then accidentally killing someone and then you know classic falling back in line that was crazy like that was so peak also but like you you have like the the death scene which you talked about which is like so crazy and out of the blue mm-hmm. um it's so never, real it, like it's so real yeah and the fact that like they have to say goodbye over the phone to like maybe an already dead body and like <laughs> watching them have to process their trauma uh-huh. is crazy and also watching them not oh and that episode's so good because it's like the wedding too yeah. and then you learn that like this is like maybe my favorite Connor. Like I like I've come around on Connor a lot actually, and I think Connor's he's really interesting. Yeah, um, because just like to learn that like he <laughs> is like afraid of certain types of cake because when they sent his mom to like the insane asylum, they would like give him the same cake like every day to make him feel better, and he ate the yeah. same cake for a week, and it makes him think of his trauma with his mom. And it's like oh my god, like that's wild. Um, and then just kind of watch him in this season, especially like become like the father figure to, to them. Yeah. Like the other siblings is, is really fascinating. Like he's always the person to comfort and to look after and to, you know, say that he's proud of them in a way that Logan never has. I don't know. I'm I'm big on Connor this season and like his whole presidential shit. Yeah. I'm a big con head. You're voting for him. You're the 1%. Look at you. (laughs) I'm holding out for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like you have something, just the greatest episodes on succession, like became known for like, you know, each episode at like, they're in a new location at an amazing party or on a yacht or at this villa in the, in Sweden or things like that. And every episode was like an event. And God, filming on this show must have been the best, just oh, as far as like all the free vacations to all these beautiful places. Yeah. And I don't know if you like caught up on this on this season, but every episode was like a day. So this whole season was like like te- like a week, it's like 10 days. Oh, that's so fun. I actually like, didn't know that. That's yeah. really cool. Um, so like you really feel like you're in it with them at every turn. And it makes sense that like because at some point you're like how has Shiv not told anybody about this baby yet? And then you realize, it's oh, it's been, been 10 days. It's been like four or five days. And then she drops, <laughs> drops the bomb. But but yeah, all these loca- all these locations, all these characters, all every character gets a moment to cook, not just like the Romans and the Shivs and the Kendalls of the world, but 
you get your Jerry's, your Franks, your Carl's, your Hugo's. Your, the Carl moment was really good where he's like getting big up to Kendall and being like, don't fuck this up. Like, I will make your life hell if you fuck this up. And it's like, yeah, he, whoa, all right. He's, he's like, you hold my dick and I hold yours. Like, yeah, yeah it's it's crazy stuff. Um, The strongest like kind of through line for me that I thought really packed a punch was the Shiv and Tom relationship this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of where it ended up that Shiv just was so worried about becoming her mother and she ended up becoming her being. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about, about this show is that like everybody lost basically. Yeah. Um, nobody won and <laughs> except yeah. Skarsgård, I guess. Uh, yeah. What's his character's name? I can't remember. What's his character's name? I don't remember. There's the so many names. Gojo guy. I just <laughs> referred to him as Scar. Yeah. The Swede. <laughs> the Swede. <laughs> We got to bleed the Swede, but yeah, everyone, everyone lost. Like Kendall was so, so close. And then Shiv at a desperate grasp for, you know, maybe I can, for the sake of my kid and maybe getting this in the long run, I'm going to say no right here. Ultimately, basically Kendall has nothing left. I don't know where these characters end up. I don't know if you've read the interview where like (laughs) Jeremy Strong said like, yeah, I tried to take where I almost tried to jump in the water and everyone stopped me. Like what a fucking so oh, interesting. <laughs> Jeremy Strong is yeah. uh, crazy. <laughs> He's so baby girl, uh, as the baby Twitter girl. would like to say. True. Um, no, it is like I did. You have like a who you thought would win kind of situation going into the finale. I was kind of. Uh, I delved into the camp that somehow Greg was going to be somewhere. Um, <laughs> I, I he kind just, of is. But I did think it was going to be a Kendall in the end. Just, it just felt like narratively that's where it could have been. Greg was making Greg was making some power plays. He was like just a conniving Sue little Greenpeace. <laughs> yeah. He was just a con- in this season. He was just on everyone's team, giving information. Like yeah. everyone got most of their information, like that set things into action from Greg from just him. being a spy for everybody. And then eventually he was Judas at the end. But um, but Tom still had his back. But. When he With puts the, the limpest dot. handshake ever. <laughs> when he puts the dot on his yeah, forehead. Yeah, that was cute. I actually did really like that. Oh, yeah, for man. me, I was like, I feel like it's either going to be Tom, because I've seen, have you seen the classic name theory for, for Tom's character? Oh, the Wamsgams thing? Yeah, and how yeah. like, oh, he's like, Wamsgams was the name of this player in like the 1920s or something like mm-hmm. that. And he's the only player to ever do an unassisted triple play in baseball. And it's yes. like, whoa. That's crazy. I love the theory. Um, and then it happened, uh, which so like, I, I I don't know if maybe that was intentional, maybe not, but it definitely worked out that way. It was um, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then to have Kendall like almost have it and to become his father and to sell out his kids to like the bigotry of, of like their election call. And like he, he risked a lot interpersonally yes. and became his father and still lost. Like that's like the most tragic thing you could do for Kendall there for sure. Yeah. He was like, have him sell out all of his values and, and be empty and lose the respect of everybody. And then he, Oh, and then like you have like him lie about like uh, him killing that guy. And like now it like Kendall or Roman and Shiv lost even more respect for him in that moment too. Yeah. Because oh. they thought it was like, they're like, Oh, that was a, that was a move when they were just had actual intimacy with each other for like, yeah. The first and time it was, the yeah. it wasn't a move, but like, but he made it look it like it was move, yeah. oh, so bad when they're like, you killed someone. And he's like, he, he has the slip. And he's like, which <laughs> like, he's like, what? They're like, what? <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's just devastating. And you know you're you're set up like 
this this episode, the finale does such a good job. They have such a friendly moment. They're like meal fit for a kid. That's when you and, know it's yeah. That's when you know it's not going to turn out good. Yeah, they have this whole like for the first time, these kids are like having a good time. These actors are having a good time with each other. Yeah, like on the show, it is so satisfying when they have fun. Yeah, on, like, Roman licks. Peter's cheese and throw it all in the blender. And it's so boring about it. It's crazy. So and fun. Jeremy Strong actually drinks that blender shake. Of yeah. Food. Oh, and then it all. It, there's you know, this really interesting theory of like, like Kendall's relationship with water and like regards to his father. Cause like his father like crossed the seas and did the American dream and built himself up as this big mm-hmm. figure. And every time you see Kendall swimming, it's when he thinks he's going to win. And it's just like him getting consumed in what his father conquered. And like it spits him right back out. And he cannot seem to get like to ever succeed whenever he gets near the water. I don't know. I think that's kind of like an interesting thing to see. And just to have him sit and watch the water with mm-hmm. uh, his dad's old bodyguard. I thought it was like a really interesting way to end, end his little moment. It was great. Um, all having it all said and done, I still think Kieran Culkin is the the strongest performance of between him this and season, Kendall. especially this season. Yeah, I thought he was phenomenal. His storyline where he just kind of like needs pain to feel love, and I feel like it all mm-hmm. wrapped up. He finally processed his trauma. He's drinking Jerry's drink, which is the martini at the end of the yeah, series, and you're just like, oh man, I thought he was incredible his stitches and then like yeah like his whole thing of like going to like the funeral and he can't do the speech like that was like maybe his best acting I is thought. he is my dad in there can we get him yeah. out please woof woof yeah. they're like no and then like the whole rest of the time they're like you kind of shit the bed with that like you can't <laughs> you can't run the yeah. company because you couldn't do that yeah they hold that against him it's tough um but yeah i'm gonna i just I loved this show very much. I loved its cynicism and its funniness and it's just remarkable performances. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, what do you think? Was Logan right, Jackson? Like, no, his kids could not run this company. What do you think? Well, it is kind of interesting that uh, the Roman, the person who was like, he went through like all the programs and trained. So he technically was like the most qualified to do it even though like he is this unserious guy remember when he blew up a satellite i do that's such a funny (laughs) moment and he just walks out of the bathroom and like says nothing it's so funny um but like to have him the person who loves to belittle everybody and and tear people down a notch he is the one who like kind of realizes oh our dad was right about us we're not serious we're bullshit i yeah, that line coming from him was very interesting, especially considering that he bullshitted a candidate into office that very season. <laughs> yeah, he sold his soul for yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I just I thought and like to see him go into like the crowd of protesters who he changed the election for and just watch them like beat him up and like throw him to the ground too and he's like, "Oh, I'm not as cool and big as I think I am." Did you think kind of moment. for a moment that like Roman was going to like somehow like die in that mob. Or did yes, you, did I did. You, did. I was like, are they going to kill him? <laughs> I was like, I don't think the show would do this, but like, are they going to do it? Cause there were always all these theories that like, Oh, Kendall's going to die. Someone's going to die. 
other than Logan. I thought obviously. Kendall was going to kill himself. Well, I did too. Like, genuinely. And apparently he started scene... Jeremy Strong's. <laughs> but <laughs> where there was that character, like where who like did the shooting or whatever, and then like to show the walls that get, got put up um, oh, off yeah. the balcony. That's and it's like, episode. oh, he was going to do it too. And now he's like literally in a prison. And oh, that was crazy. Yeah, when he well, when he gets in the elevator, I thought he was like instead of going down, I thought he was going to click the up button, and then that was going to be oh damn the last time was like the last shot. Yeah, crazy, and they just leave that ambiguous. Yeah, oh man, but but yeah, I just love the like unfinality of the finality of it all. I guess like it just it it just ended, and they're on to the next regime, and Tom's being a big shot, and he's like, and Hugo tries to weasel in, and. And then he's like, where's Carolina? And so he doesn't like Hugo. And then like, even um, what's his name? Stewie, who's like, team Ken, baby. I'm with Ken. And then he and he just comes and it's like, Tom, we're so excited to work with you, man. <laughs> Everyone just goes completely back. And and yeah. yeah. And then even Carl and Frank are like, what do you think? One last ride. And Tom's like, well, those fuckers are gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> keeping Jerry, but yeah. Um so yeah, I'm just voting for Khan in the next election, I guess, is what this boils down to. Well, he's going to be off in some Eastern European country, I think, while his lovely wife is truly winning secession oh, by uh, yeah. living in a penthouse by herself. I think the big winner is Willa, for sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. Shout out to her. Maybe all of Logan Roy's ex-wives. I thought that was a really funny moment at the funeral where all of all like, sat his ex-wives and then his ex-mistresses all sat together. <laughs> And yeah. kind of were comforting each other. Thought that was a good little t- little touch. Um, did you get kind of moved by the? This is my final thing with the finale. Were you kind of moved by the little virtual dinner with Dad at the apartment? I like that. Yeah, Logan I I and, really did like that. And Carl singing. And the, it was like Connor hymn. filmed it and yeah, and played it for them, and you get to see them all just kind of yeah, they were doing like their little like Irish songs or whatever, yeah. Scottish or whatever. And yeah, they were really nice. And Connor was like making fun of his dad, and like Logan was taking it. It was it was kind of kind of beautiful to see. And it was also not it was the most human we've ever seen him. Yeah, so pretty wild stuff. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna miss uh, I'm gonna miss Succession most of all. It was really something to me that was like event television for the first time in a long Mm -hmm. time for me at least. I know like not a lot of people like watched it in terms of like, you know, a Marvel show or, or anything like that. I think of all the three we've talked about today, I think Ted Lasso, probably the most viewed of these two shows. Most three mainstream. Shows. Barry, I think is probably the smallest. If I had to guess, I think so. I think at the beginning, it maybe started as something just with Bill Hader's name attached back a couple of years ago. But now yeah. I don't know. You had to be kind of a, a true ride or die for it. If you stuck around this long and all the weird twists and turns it did for Barry, but Succession, I think, was I think TikTok helps Succession a lot. I would I will say because I think there's a lot of people like all out the theories, there, all the theories, and then just all the people who I think the same people that love Wolf of Wall Street like idolize that probably idolize these yeah. kids for the wrong reason and these characters. Maybe that is so funny too because like I was talking to Abby, I was like, "What do you do when you watch this show and you think that they're cool? Like what? Like what is like the point of watching the show? Like." Like you miss like you must just so much of it because it's like like it's like parody. Yeah, I guess you don't get that at all if you don't read it like that. I you miss. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you like the show if you don't read that. Like like if you if you watch it for the wrong reasons, do you come out being like 
man, their dad was tough, but you know, like you just got to be tough. <laughs> and like, tough like, is that world. like all it comes down to? I don't know. It's a dog eat dog world. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't that's know. Business. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's showbiz. I don't know. <laughs> but I was actually like, I was thinking about that. Like I was actually listening to another podcast where they brought this up. Cause they were talking about like the difference in like TV and movies right now and kind of how, movies and tv have kind of swapped where yeah interesting stories are kind of now in the tv space and in the movie space you're kind of getting kind of some watered down products and your popcorn stuff because we're trying to make money again still recovering from the covid stuff but like when you think about what we've like rewarded in the past like 10 years or so in movies compared to tv we're rewarding movies like in terms of Oscars, we reward movies that like have an overall positive message. Like you have uh-huh. like you have like everything ever all at once or Coda or Green Book or all these movies that in recent memory that have kind of won the big prize because they're like they have a happy ending and tie themselves up with a bow and have like <laughs> Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> have redeeming classically characters. happy ending. <laughs> but like in TV, like they're just interested in like really complicated characters. I went back and looked at like mo- shows that were like highly rewarded in the past 10 years and like drama. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like Breaking Bad, Mad Men, like Game of Thrones, Succession, like Handmaid's Tale, like all these shows are like pretty dark and have really brutal, not likable characters at the forefront but they're the most interesting because they're not so i don't know i feel like i mean we've been talking about it for a while but i think we're we're really in or maybe still are in the heyday of tv right now like a resurgence of prestige tv and yeah or or maybe this was like the the goodbye (laughs) to a lot of it that'd be really depressing as we and who knows what we're gonna get We're, we're going into a writer's strike right now like yeah. hopefully the quality afterwards will will go up, but like we're gonna be in a drought for a minute as yeah. far as new stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think I think the best chance we had at like really good like dark like drama was like Severance, but even or yeah, mm, Severance, yeah. and even that right now is having like having besides issues. the writer strike is having a lot of issues with it. So who even knows with that? Yeah. So yeah, I feel like it it, it is sad. I feel like I think that's maybe why I'm most like upset about it all because i feel like this might be a swan song for like a year or two until we can get back <laughs> yeah, on track with good tv I'm, I'm a little little nervous to say the least but you know the dga did make a tentative deal this week um in terms of with all the ai stuff so maybe yeah. that's gonna help the producers budge over on the wga side the sag stuff hasn't happened yet i don't think they've reached a deal yet but that's coming up um so I don't know. I don't know where I stand, but all I know is that for better or worse, some of these shows had faults more than others. I enjoyed the experience of watching all three of these shows over the past three or four years. And uh, I'm sad to see them go. What about you? Yeah, no, totally. It's a don't cry because it's over, smile because it <laughs> happened kind of deal. Um, do you have like a ranking of these three? I know they're like apples and oranges, but the shows in general or the series finales? Yeah. The shows. Um, I think well, the shows it, and series finales. I think succession for me is top of the top of the crop. 
Succession, Barry, Ted Lasso for me, I, I would say. Really? Even though they're vastly different, you know, I, I mean, I think if you would have asked me in like 2020 or 2021, Ted Lasso probably would have been yeah. higher up on the list. Um, Like maybe because like there was a, t- it, it depends on when you would have asked me. There was a time when I thought Barry was the greatest show on television um, mm-hmm. like two or three years ago. Um, But yeah, for me, I think it's Succession, Barry, Ted Lasso. What about you? I think I'll go Dead Lasso, Secession Barry. I like all three of them a lot. But as far as the finales, I think Barry's was the most interesting and like definitely. unexpected. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily know if that means it's the best. But like it's definitely the one that stuck out the most. And I keep thinking about it since it <laughs> since it aired. Are you gonna go back and and re- would you say uh, which one's the most rewatchable if you were to go back to Barry or Ted Lasso? Probably Ted Lasso, just because I need a little pick me up if i'm gonna rewatch something i think it's should, hard to rewatch something really serious you should do a rewatch watch an episode of succession watch an episode of ted lasso watch the next episode of succession just see if your brain will break just about back and forth optimism <laughs> versus cynicism and just yeah just really yeah. dig yourself in the weeds there um well yeah that was our little uh our little finale talk um it's rare when we could talk about three finales of shows that we really enjoyed um <laughs> So yeah, at the same time, it is at wild the same that time. wrapped up in the same week. Yeah, and I think I don't know if this this is this is true, but I think maybe part of it is like Emmy consideration. If shows had to end before a certain mm-hmm. window, maybe, or yeah, I don't know. But yeah, um, I'm mostly nervous for HBO going forward. I don't know really what's on docket now. These seem like they're big tent poles. I know House of Dragons still there. They got some new shows. Apple, yeah. I keep seeing ads for this weird Tom Holland series where he has long hair. Um, <laughs> cool. Don't know what's going on there, but uh, but yeah, I don't know what Apple TV has going now. So I got to rediscover Prehistoric Planet season two. Jackson, do you see that was coming? I do need this. I I think it's out already. Oh, good. I don't think it's I, coming. I think it's. I know you and Abby binged the hell out of. We that. liked the first season. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. So. I guess uh, join us for the next bonus episode where we talk about prehistoric planet season <laughs> two. You and Abby can come on by yourselves, shoot the shit if you want. It would be like, it would just not be that interesting. It'd be <laughs> like, because it's just like a f- imaginary planet Earth style thing. I mean, it's not imaginary, like they actually existed, but like it's so much <laughs> speculation at the same time that like I almost don't even consider any of it real. Other than like, wow, that looks really good. Incredible. I think you, Abby, me, and David Attenborough would listen to that episode. I think that would be where where it would end. Do you think if we sent it to him, he'd bother to listen to it? Yeah, someone would give it to him. He's an he's an eclectic guy of, of many tastes. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll get in contact with those people, see if they're interested. Maybe we get him on the podcast. Not even, um, yeah, not even getting on the podcast, just listening no, listen to us to this. talk about him. God, can you imagine having <laughs> David Attenborough on a podcast? Man, I'm going to speak that Ooh. into existence here. I know we for a while we were like, Tom Hanks, come on the pod. David Attenborough, come on the pod, baby. We're ready for you. Um, Let's do it. Amazing. Um, well, this was a fun little bonus episode, Jackson. Um, do you want to tease the people uh, what's coming Friday if they're still here? Yeah, if you're still here on Friday, uh, we are going to be releasing our Across the Spider-Verse discussion. I'm very excited. Oh, baby. Have Saw the theaters this weekend. Oh, you it did. was cool. Okay. Yeah. Did you? I'm, I'm going tomorrow. Um, so wow. yeah, I'm excited. I really am excited, actually. Um, 
lot of hype. A lot of hype. We saw it. We saw it in Dolby Cinema on accident, Ooh. and it Ooh. was cool. What a happy accident! <laughs> it was. We were like, "Why is it fifty dollars? That's crazy!" And you're like, and we're oh, like no. "Oh, this is why." Amazing. Um, yeah. Well, amazing. We'll get Anyways. into that uh, next week, uh, Jackson, or not next week, Friday, Jackson. Quickly, where people follow us on Instagram. Roughcut underscore pod. Boom. Oh, you did pretty it quick. Great. I appreciated it. Yeah. Twitter. Roughcut <laughs> underscore co. Check us out. Spotify. Follow us. Like us. Subscribe. And we'll see you Friday for some Spidey talk. See you guys. Ah!